This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPNU, all of our great ESPN stations across the country in the ESPN app. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. By the way, maybe the highlight of the night last night, 30-12 win for the Niners over the Giants, was out of nowhere, Thursday Night Football, Amazon Prime, Andrew Luck shows up as Captain Andrew Luck, which is a big Twitter handle and a big, um, you know, kind of parody kind of thing. Of it's Andrew great. Luck. It was great. And he showed up as that. He is one of these people in sports and in life that I look at and I almost consider a ghost. That when you see him, you're like, oh, my God, there's Andrew. Like, you never see him. <laughs> yeah. You never see Andrew Or hear Luck. from him. I you know. never see from him. You never hear from him. Nothing. Who is Catcher in the Rye? Who wrote that? Uh, J.D. Salinger. Yeah. Like, uh, it's a hermit, right? Like, all of a sudden, oh, my God. Like, we have the video up on the ESPNU side. And he That's shows so up good. as Captain it's so Andrew good. Luck. It's so, so good. That was iconic. That was an iconic <laughs> moment. But think and about he takes it. the cap off. He, De- he plays the part. Dearest mother. Dearest mother. <laughs> it has been a cold winter. <laughs> there are people in sports you oh, never man. hear from or see from. Ever. Who else do yeah. you put in that category? I mean, th- So Joe Montana was that for a while. I think he started to show up more mm-hmm. now. But I think Joe Montana has been that. This is a weird one, and it's a Wisconsin one. But do you remember Chris Borland, the linebacker for the Niners? Yeah, he retired he played after one, one year. year yeah, I like, remember that. Where, where are you? Jake Plummer was that for a while. He's kind of reappeared now. Ricky Williams was that for a little bit. Reappeared now. Mm-hmm. Those two, I think, because of the legalization of some things across the country, made That's it easier fair. for them to reappear if they're involved That's in those fair. businesses. <laughs> but there are. The, I'm sure there's guys. CC, I'm putting you on the spot on this, but like. That you were friendly with or you played with, you're like, I haven't heard from that guy in forever. And so, none of my teammates have. So you know who was like that? Drew Bledsoe. Like oh. Drew Bledsoe Great one. who played Great in one. Dallas. He faded to black and now he's come back. He's got the winery the wine. up in the Pacific Always Northwest. Always when they got something to sell. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Drew Bledsoe is one of those guys that kind of disappeared once he lost his job to Tony Romo. He kind of faded away. Yeah. And then he's reemerged in recent years. Well, I... Some of these guys want to get into media. They want to promote their businesses. They want to be sure. active on social media. I would totally take the Andrew Luck approach. I made my money. I decided to walk away. I'm going to delete everything, just live my life, maybe coach some high school football, read some books because I'm so smart, and emerge in an iconic way like Captain Andrew Luck. You yeah. know who I bet I'll do that? He's probably an adjunct professor at Stanford, 100%. isn't he? 100%. Like, he's, like, he's probably an architect now <laughs> right? or He's doing, he's he doing all these different things. That. You he's know so who I could see doing this? The moment he retires, he hangs out with his friends in North Jersey, Philly area, goes to games, but he never says a word to anyone, is Mike Trout. He doesn't say a word now. Exactly. He's a ghost now. Right. So Mike Trout and is he currently is a player. A, right. He's an active he's a player. Current player. I, I say Mike Trout is a baseball ur- urban legend. We always hear Mike Trout is the best. He's one of the greatest of all time. We never see him. Never see him. He's buried with the Angels. Yeah, but I, if he, I, even if he's on the he Phillies' chose. hometown team, I don't think he'd speak. I No, I don't think he'd speak. He certainly doesn't want... The, the star power. He doesn't want the Maybe limelight. Maybe he could be the local weatherman on the he, news. Oh, he loved, he's, that's loved, he's, a, he's a weather guy. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> but I won't do any interviews, but I will give you a I forecast. Will, I will do this weather forecast. <laughs> Here's your 10-day forecast. <laughs> I'm Mike Trout. That's what we know about him, though, that he loves the Make weather. Sure he loves the Eagles. And little sprinkles. <laughs> but there are some... Oh, so when I saw this, because I, I went to sleep, and then Jerry, our TV producer, sent the text and the group text. I'm like, oh, my God, there's Andrew Luck. Yeah. He made a public – he's alive. He made a public <laughs> – Barry Sanders was like that for a little bit. Now he's back. He was, Calvin yeah. Johnson was like that for a little bit. Now he's back. Yeah. You know, this is another one, and it's a little bit of a niche one because I'm from St. Louis. You know who we never hear from or see, see at all is Sam Bradford. 
He was a guy. That's a great point. Won yeah. a Heisman. Yeah, never where is he? I don't know. I couldn't Do even tell you. Do we need to you. put an APB out for Sam Bradford? He was kind of like the Mike Trout, though. He never wanted the spotlight. He always was just, I'm going to come in and do my job to the best of my abilities. I will do the media if I have to. He wasn't seeking it out in any way. Well, when and you once- get an $80 million rookie contract, <laughs> you can make those kind of decisions. Exactly. <laughs> well, just like Andrew Luck, right? He's probably like, I made my money. I'm done. But yeah. I, I have no idea what Sam Bradford's doing Oh, I now. got another ghost. Got another ghost. We saw him at the Hall of Fame inductions for basketball. Tim Duncan. Was an assistant coach with the Spurs, and then you see him. His hair looks different. He's skinnier. He's cooler. I'm like, but he's Whoa. been he's been around San Antonio though, and he got the picture of him and Ginobili taking Wimby out. Tony Parker, they're all oh, taking yeah. Wimby out. When was the out. last time you heard an interview with Tim Duncan? Well, he's not doing interviews, right, but you see I'm him. Saying. But you see him on social media. He's bopping around places a little bit. A little they're, bit. They're, yeah, it's a lot of the guys and that we just mentioned are all the people that retired early. Yeah, think about it. Luck. Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, Jake Plummer. Yeah. We mentioned these guys because we're so stunned by their retirement, and we want we have so many questions, and they're probably retiring early because they don't want to answer those that's, questions. That's yeah. a great point. Like, I'm that's done with you. Point. I don't need that's to be in the public point. eye. And we're just like, well, well, uh, tell me a little bit about why. No, no, I'm not going to tell you anything Yeah. until somebody pays me to do so because I have a winery. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Should there Andrew go. Luck only show up now as Captain Andrew Luck? I feel like it's we have bit. to mandate that. Yeah. It's a good bit. Yeah. Anytime that he We're makes We're not going to put you on television unless you show up as Captain Andrew Luck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a good bet. He should lean in. I uh, love he it. did see CeCe's team not perform well in terms of the numbers last night, although this is going to be interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Here now is Chris Canty trying to spin a positive out of a negative for the New York Giants. Over to you, number 99. How do I spin it, though? <laughs> like, I mean, I thought Wink Martindale came out with a great game plan in terms of trying to create negative plays by using pressures. The Giants blitzed 29 times last night. So, I mean, that, that that's one of those indicators where it shows you, yeah, we're trying to create disruption in their offense, and they did for a while. Like, on the first drive of the 49ers, Brock Purdy threw a couple of passes, and his receivers had to play defense to keep them from being turnovers. Remember, the seven cut, the post-corner route to George Kittle. I mean, he's got to knock it down, or Dory Jackson's going to get an interception. Or in the end zone, he's trying to target one of his receivers. He's trying to target Debo Samuel. Debo has to knock it down because I think it was Trey Hawkins was about to come down with an interception. So, I mean, these are plays that are created by Wink Martindale creating pressure up front to make Brock Purdy uncomfortable. Now, unfortunately for the Giants' defense, you got one of the best offensive minds on the other sideline in Kyle Shanahan, and he was able to figure it out as the game progresses, and that's how you got those big plays, especially off of those quick screen passes to Debo Samuel or to Christian McCaffrey. You you got third and long, throw it to Debo Samuel, takes off on a um, 30-yard catch and run on the screen. Christian McCaffrey, third and 13, ends up picking up the first down off of a screenplay. So, I mean – they were able to find ways to adjust to what the Giants' defense was doing, and that's when the game got out of hand. But it was more competitive than I thought it would be. Oh, Ev, yeah. you set the over-under on us going to bed at 10 o'clock, and the game kicked off at 8.15 because you thought it was going to be so one-sided. The Giants made it a one-possession game yeah, in the third quarter. we had to stay quarter. awake longer. It was that a, was the positive for the Giants, well, I guess. I mean, they made people stay it awake was, longer. It was relatively competitive. Yeah, okay? I was surprised. So I'll give them credit where credit is due. If we're being honest, they were punching above their weight class last night. Yeah, they did hold up, though, surprisingly well based on the opponent. It's a short week. They were missing, what, four starters? In- including, including their Saquon two best Barkley players on offense. Maybe Andrew the Thomas. two best players on, team, on the yeah. team. Yeah, and based on the way that they started the first two games, I would say they hung in there.
there in the first half better than they had for the first two games of the season. And those are my positive takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. It's a, it's a short, short list. Nice try. Short all list. On that one. Uh, the Niners are perfectly built. Sim- simple as that. I mean, they dominated again last night. They were without Brandon Ayuk, who's a big-time wide receiver. They have a quarterback making 0.4% of their salary cap in Brock Purdy. Even though he didn't play well last night or as well as he could have, He still was 25 of 37, 310 yards, and two touchdowns. Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray at the end of last year would dream of playing that poorly at this point, right? Would dream of it. Russell Wilson would dream of it. Baker Mayfield, I know he's played well this year, but would dream of it. His bad is now good enough to keep them in games, which is the mark of a great quarterback. Oh, no doubt. I mean, Brock Purdy against the Blitz last night was 17-27, 236 yards, and two touchdowns. On third downs, Brock Purdy was 9-12 with a passer rating over 130. So when you start talking about the key indicators for quarterback play, especially in situational football, this dude has thrived, and this is why he's undefeated in the regular season as their starter. But overall, to your point, Ev, the 49ers are perfectly built, and what makes them special is that they win the physical battle damn near every game. Which Remember, means what? The five the five keys physical battle means Okay, what? so the indicators for the physical battle, the, the, the indicators that prove that you win physicality in the overall mm-hmm. game, their run differential, sack differential, yards after catch, yards after contact, and red zone efficiency. So last night, the 49ers, when it comes to rushing total, they outrushed the Giants 141 yards to 29 yards. Sack differential, it was even. Both teams had two sacks. When it comes to yards after catch, the 49ers had 99 yards after the catch, and the the New York Giants had 14 yards after catch. When it comes to yards after contact, the 49ers, 57 yards to the Giants, 19. And when it comes to red zone efficiency, the 49ers had two touchdowns in the red zone. The Giants only had one. So, I mean, that's a situation where you see them check the box on four of the five indicators when it comes to the physical battle. And if you win the majority of those categories, you're going to give yourself a good chance at being able to win games. Yeah, that's what your head coach, Tom Coughlin, told us this week. That's what he looks at when he's determining can this team win a championship is do they win the toughness battle. Absolutely. And that's why I don't understand why people – Felt like going into last night's game, the 49ers had to beat up on the Giants worse than the Cowboys beat up on the Giants in week one in order to prove that they're the better team in the NFC. It's an absolute ridiculous argument. There's so many different factors that go into it. Short week being a huge factor. but, But overall, when you look at when these two teams matched up in the recent past, the 49ers have won the physical battle. You go back to the divisional round, the 49ers outrushed the Giants 113. I mean, not the Giants, the Cowboys, 113. 13 yards to 76 yards. They had 46 yards after first contact to the Cowboys, 38 yards. And then they had 91 yards after catch, whereas the Dallas Cowboys only had 85. They both had one red zone touchdown, but the Cowboys had a red zone turnover. So, I mean, the 49ers have won the physical battle against the Dallas Cowboys each of the past two times they've matched up in the playoffs when it matters the most. Why would we think this year would be any different? Why would we think their matchup in a couple of weeks would be any different? The 49ers have proven themselves to be a far more physical team than the Dallas Cowboys. Until I see it, I ain't going to believe that Dallas has overcome that physicality that the 49ers are bringing to the party. They have to win the Super Bowl this year. Flat out, they have to win the Super Bowl this year. When you have this kind of roster composition – with this low of a salary at the quarterback position, i.e. Russell Wilson early years in Seattle, Tom Brady early years in New England, and you have this kind of talent everywhere all over the field, you got to win. 
Now, I want to ask one quick thing before we um, we tell everybody here coming up about uh, college football this weekend, which is important on ESPN Radio. If you could add one piece to the puzzle here, not by name but by position, unless you want to throw out a name, they have $41 million of cap room with arguably the best team in the league. What position are you acquiring if you can do it in season? Offensive lineman. I, I really want them to address that right tackle spot. Mike McGlinchey left in free agency. They've got to make sure that they upgrade that. I, I like the the young guards that they have, but I really feel like they need a bookend tackle with Trent Williams in order to secure the pocket for Brock Purdy because he was under siege last night yes. by that Giants defensive front. They blitzed a lot, but they shouldn't allow that kind of pressure on their quarterback. I don't know that Brock's going to be able to hold up if he keeps getting hit the way he got hit last night. Well, that would be dangerous. Well, I didn't know if he was going to get hit. Well, get up when Leonard Williams hit him. I mean, Leonard Williams put his full weight on Brock Purdy. And they flagged him for it. It was a bang-bang play. But, I mean, I, I wasn't sure that Brock was going to get up. That was a big-time hit. Yeah, but I'm saying, if you, can you imagine? I don't think there is a human like Trent Williams, but if you put somebody that's similar to him on the other side, oh, yeah. boy, good luck. Well, they had that in Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, well, I, boy, you love Mike McGlinchey. That's like your favorite offensive lineman. He's, no, he's not my favorite offensive lineman, but he's a massive human being. He's yeah. 6'8", 340 pounds. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Chris Canty. <laughs> All right, we got college football action tomorrow night. LSU hosting Arkansas. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I would assume that is with the great Kevin Winter who is doing that. So uh, hopefully you listen to Kevin tomorrow on the uh, pregame there for college football. Coming up, does a Super Bowl winning head coach deserve blame for his team's struggles this season? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPNU, ESPN app, all of our great ESPN stations across the country well um yeah it's hard it's getting harder and harder for me to be in the defense of russell wilson let's ride 
Because if they keep losing, you see, the thing is, um, I'm not going to have much of an argument if they keep losing and he's not helping them win and then he has a great first half and a bad second half. I'm not giving up just yet. I'm not. But Russell Wilson, obviously, there's been media criticism. Uh, Let's take a listen to what the Broncos quarterback has to say as they get ready for their game against Miami. I think we should always have a fire in us, no matter what anybody's right and good or bad and different. I think, you know, this game is, uh, you know, it's a physical, fast, fun, challenging game every day. You know, and it's a gift to be able to play in the National Football League. So we don't need anybody writing anything about us to, to motivate us. I, I think that it's, it's already in us. Okay, so. Let's ride. <laughs> I'm going to present the you hypothetical. You think it's just like he's itching to do it? Oh, no doubt. No, no doubt. And in the back of his mind, he's got what Sean Payton said. Stop worrying about the brand of Russell Wilson and worry about the quarterback, Russell Wilson. Yeah. We'll see if he can do that this Sunday against the Miami Dolphins defense. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Um, so I'm going to try to stay calm. If they go to 0-3, mm. I don't know what argument I'd have at that point. The only thing I would say is I still don't think they bench him. Well, here's the thing. If they go to 0-3, they still got a chance to be 2-3 and because they'll have the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets next on the docket, albeit the Bears game is on the road. But, I mean, when you go to 0-3, just the, the prospects of what your season is be is, is completely different, right? I mean, since 2002, we've had 99 teams start off the season 0-3. Only one has made the playoffs, and that was the 2018 Houston Texans. I, I just don't see – the Denver Broncos quarterback by Russell Wilson as being the outlier, no matter how much I believe in the coach. And the deal is coming into this season, we knew that Russ, not Sean Payton would be the one on the hot seat. They gave Sean Payton $18 million, traded a first round draft pick to the new Orleans saints in order to get his services. Sean Payton is going to have a lot of leash because it is year one in that program because Sean Payton does have the guise of being able to fall back on Russell Wilson not being a quarterback that's supposed to be his guy. So, I mean, I I just think there's a situation where there's a built-in excuse for Sean if the team doesn't live up to the expectations that ownership has. But there is no built-in excuse for Russell Wilson, which is why he's got to find a way to produce sooner rather than later. That Week 4 matchup between the Broncos and the Bears could be so interesting. The Bears have the Chiefs this week. I, I think we all agree the Chiefs are going to win that game. The Broncos have the Dolphins. I think we all agree Miami is going to win that game. If you have both of these quarterbacks that are struggling, both of these quarterbacks that are under a tremendous amount of pressure with a lot of questions circling them about their future and their viability as starting quarterbacks in this league, and they're both 0-3, and then they face one another and push comes to shove, that's going to be a bad Monday for one of those guys. The reality, though, is if you look at Russell Wilson's numbers, he hasn't been that bad this year. Like, he's been fine. But it's not the numbers, though. You can't boil it all down to just looking at the numbers. You have to actually watch the games. And the game against the Washington Commanders, they're in the red zone. It's goal to go at the four-yard line, second down, and you miss a wide-open slant to Adam Trotman, your tight end, for a touchdown. Like It creates a situation where you don't need to Hail Mary at the end of the game. You just need a field goal. You don't need the two-point conversion at the end of the game. You just need the field goal. And yet and still, he wasn't able to convert on that that play, and that dictated the complexion of what we saw come after that. So I guess my point is, when you're paying a quarterback $48.5 million, he's got to make the plays that are there that he made. He's got to make the layups. And Russell Wilson ain't making the layups. We're seeing some splash plays. He had some great splash plays against the commanders. But where's the consistency in terms of being able to make the layups, being able to sustain the drives, being able to capitalize on opportunities in the red zone? 
That's the difference. Like, we can't ignore the facts. Russell Wilson has started 17 games for the Denver Broncos. They've only scored over 16 points six times, including last Sunday. That's a problem. You're you're not paying him. You're not playing. You're not paying him forty eight and a half million dollars to have an offense that has been that anemic in terms of their consistency and being able to score points and win games. No, you you pay him that money to elevate those around him. And CC, I'll never forget what you said about the feeling being different when you had a guy out there under center who you you knew you could win with. Yeah. Does Russell Wilson feel like that guy? Does he inspire any confidence when you watch him? Not the numbers, just the eye test. If you're a member of the Denver Denver Broncos, do you feel confident in Russ right now? Hell no. How could, how could you? How could you? Right. You can't feel confident in Russ based on what he's shown you over the last year and th- two games. You, you just can't. And so th- there's, there's something to be said in terms of Russ proving not only to himself but to the coaching staff and the rest of the locker room that he is still a guy that can help them compete at a championship level. Like getting back to the feeling that I'm sure they had when they realized that the organization trading for Russ, they felt like they finally got out of quarterback purgatory, and yet and still it feels like they're in quarterback hell. At some point, Russell Wilson has got to do something to change the feelings around that organization about what he can do and what the team's ceiling can be with him as the starter. Well, you've said that you believe it is better to have nobody at quarterback than the wrong quarterback locked in, right? In other words, that the Broncos, in between Peyton Manning and now, your argument would be it was better year-to-year dealing with Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, whoever else was there, than having to now have this situation with Russell Wilson, that if you guys are right, and I am wrong, like I still think he could be good, but I'm on an island alone, that you are stuck with the guy that next season has a $35.4 million cap hit, irrelevant. The dead cap hit, hold on, the dead cap hit, meaning if you just get rid of the guy, is $85 million. Oh, my God. You almost can't fill out a roster that way. So that's that is some of the issue here, to say the least. You would have to spread it over years, and it would really affect you for the long term. So it would theoretically, in your eyes, it's better to have the Trevor Simeons of the world or the one-off Baker Mayfields. Or all right, we're going to try it with Joe Flacco for a year. Which let me look into the camera on this one. I thought that was going to be a good move. Not exactly. So now back to you guys. Uh, The problem here is that when you look at this situation, if you're right and I'm wrong, they are stuck. They are stuck, and you could get a high draft pick, and all of a sudden, hypothetically, you have Caleb Williams, but you have Caleb Williams with Russell Wilson as his backup? How, do, how does that go? Okay. I, I don't know what you're supposed to do in that spot. So this is an ugly situation that maybe possibly could get uglier. I'm the only one who thinks that somehow it's going to get better. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how. I really don't know how. I Let's think- ride. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. 
with everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty. The chosen? Who who chose me? I don't even choose me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the chosen one. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80, ESPNU, ESPN app, and all of our great... ESPN stations all across the country. She is Michelle Smallman. I am Evan Cohen. Chris Canty deserted us, by the way. He's on Get Up. Should we prank him? What's the prank? Should we pretend like when he comes back, like there's some big breaking news that he doesn't know about? Okay, what will the breaking news be? You know I'm so down for a prank. It's got to be you, though. You have to do the prank. Can I keep a straight face is the question. I can't. Well, what's what's the breaking news? I was going to say Dame Lillard of Miami, but we may actually have that at some point, hopefully. So you think about it. But I have some Evan Almighty, right? What does that mean? That I means I'm going to give you a prediction. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to give you a prediction right. as to what's going to happen this weekend, and you have to hold me to it. All okay. right, ready? Prediction number one. Deshaun Watson will have his best game ever as a Cleveland Browns. That we will look at it this weekend against the Tennessee Titans, and we will say that is the game that everyone thought Deshaun Watson would have as a member of the Cleveland Browns, that we will look at it and he will have 300-plus yards, and his touchdown-to-interception ratio will be three or greater. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Four touchdowns, one pick. That's how good I'm assuming he's going to be this weekend. It's weird to say it, minus Nick Chubb. I think it's all on him. It's not that I'm a Watson fan. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I believe he's going to have his best game ever as a member of the Cleveland Browns. Do you think it's because... Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I'm How dare you step on my sound I didn't realize it was coming. I feel like the holy water on my face here. Do you think it's because Nick Chubb is removed from the equation, so the offense will have to be different, yes. and he will be forced to exactly. be that guy? Exactly right. All right. Exactly right. All right, my second one. Ready? I think this weekend, after all of the drama and all of the controversy, that Justin Fields will outperform Patrick Mahomes... But the Bears will lose. So when we look at the two games that Justin Fields will actually have better numbers on Sunday than Patrick Mahomes, but his team will not win. Now, part of that may just be the Chiefs know they could beat the Bears easily. No reason to, to put wear and tear on Mahomes' body, but that's number two there. Fields outplays Mahomes, but in a Bears loss. I'm not going to lie, Ev. That one's a risk. <laughs> They're all risks. But that one's a big risk. Yes, that is a big risk. That one's a a huge risk. All right, third one. 
I believe that the Dallas Cowboys will hold the Arizona Cardinals to single digits on Sunday. Ten points or less. Or nine or less would be single digits. Okay. Ten would be double digits. So Cowboys defense dominant again. Nine points or less for the Cowboys or for the Cardinals against the Cowboys. <laughs> there we go. And my last one. That when the MVP odds come out on Monday, one and two will be Lamar Jackson and Tua. Or two and Lamar. However you want to look at it, those will be the top two MVP odds. Lamar and Tua. And there you go, Smalls. I can't wait to revisit these on Monday. Yeah. Um, They're probably all going to be wrong. All right, now let's get to what's going on here. There's something very important going on that you and I need to discuss. Okay, what's up? All right. So, uh, Pat McAfee Show, weekdays noon until 3 on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and the YouTube channel for ESPN. Uh, Travis Kelsey was on, Chiefs tight end, and uh, Pat and the boys asked him about the big rumor out there. Let's take a listen. Okay. This is happening, though? Yeah. You hate that it's happening? No, I mean, it's life, baby. It's life. I threw it out there. I threw the ball in her court. And, you know, I told her, you know, maybe uh, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock a stage in Arrowhead and see which one's uh, a little more lit. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in the near future. Okay. Obviously, he is talking about that young lady, T-Swizzle, Swifties, Taylor Swift. I don't believe they're wearing friendship bracelets. I think that yesterday actually confirmed it. When Jason Kelsey is out there, his brother, Eagle Center, talking about, oh, yeah, 100% true, Travis and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then he says that yesterday. If you are a celebrity dating another celebrity, the level and, and brilliance and dominance of Taylor Swift, I don't think you speak like that. I think, Smalls, they confirmed yesterday that there is no relationship. But I wonder, oh, you confirmed that there's no relationship. I don't think they're dating. You, you think, think they're, they're friends. I don't even think they know each other. I don't think she knows he exists. No, I think that they've spoken and maybe hung out. I don't buy it. Because if that was the case, then why wouldn't Travis and Jason both be like, no, we, we, Travis would be like, I shot my shot. She's this massive superstar and no, I haven't been able it's to, the, it's to the break other through. way. I think that if you are dating somebody like that, you play it off as if it never happened. You downplay the whole thing. They're, they're hyping it up. As if it's a thing and that, yeah, we're dating. I don't buy for a second that they're dating. You think, based on what you heard yesterday with McAfee from Kelsey, that they're dating? I don't. I, I do. Because really? Because I think that if they weren't, he would nip it in the bud. I don't think we'd even be hearing about it at all. I think they've. I think it's probably very early and they're in that fun, exciting phase because he sounded kind of excited. You know, like the way he talked about it. Oh, I told he acknowledged that he spoke to her. That, or that he's been speaking to her by no, saying... No, he didn't. Didn't he just say, I told her? No, but that was on Twitter, right? Didn't he say that on Twitter? I don't know. Are we, we're taking that as him saying that they have spoken. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't buy it. But I wonder if you're her, who in recent years has been very private about your dating life after right. being so public about it for so long, if this is new and fun and fresh and flirty, how do, I wonder how she feels about him addressing it and his brother addressing it. Well, then maybe it's over already. Because they addressed it. See, I think when you hear... Let's play this clip again. Again, so it's Pat McAfee asking Travis Kelsey about the Taylor Swift rumors, and I take this as him confirming nothing. This is happening, though? Yeah. You hate that it's happening? 
No, I mean, it's life, baby. It's life. I threw it out there. I threw the ball in her court. And, you know, I told her, you know, maybe uh, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock a stage in Arrowhead and see which one's uh, a little more lit. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in the near future. That's not someone that is dating someone else. That is someone acknowledging I'm trying to date someone else. I have no response, but it's been amazing for me for cloud purposes for people to think that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are dating. There's no way that they're dating based on that. I don't know how you take that otherwise. He just said, I told her. I on told social her. media. You think they've spoken? Yes, definitely. At Ebco Radio, at M. Smallman on Twitter. You can tweet at us. Are they dating? Based on what we have yesterday, are they dating? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Now listen. Yeah. There's very various definitions of dating. There's, we're talking. Have they ever been in a room alone? Yes, I think no so. No way. Definitely. No way. I would put money on it. Have they been to a meal together? I would put money on it. They have shared food. They have broken bread. I would put money on it. No chance. I think it's so obvious that they're not dating. The ultimate gossip site is Dumois, and they have intimated that Travis and Taylor have hung out. And I trust Dumois. I don't even know that site. That's <laughs> over TMZ. You would take that? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Dumois is never wrong. Well, I guess we have to see her at the Chiefs game. Like, all of a sudden, the Chiefs and the Bears are playing this weekend. Not exactly the, the game you want to go to. Although, I guess maybe if you're him, you want her to go to that game because you could dominate that game. And then you could, you know, show off a little bit to her. But I just don't think if you're dating Taylor. Like, she was dating the guy from, what, the 1975, the band? Yeah. Right? Wasn't she for a while? Mm-hmm. Matt, whatever his name Healy. is. Yeah. But that was never even talked. Like, they never talked about it for six years or seven years. Oh, no, that was recent. That was post-Joe Alwyn. I'm a new Swifty, by the way. I was never one that rode hard for Taylor Swift. And I have really pivoted. You do like her now. I like her now. So you would be cool with her dating? Sure, why not? Okay. They're both young. They're popular. They're they're incredibly talented. Why not? I think everyone took this yesterday as they are definitely not dating. Here's a question for you. Yeah. What do you think was was slash will be more lit? The Taylor Swift concert at Taylor Arrowhead? Swift. Taylor Swift. O- over any game this season for the Chiefs? you know that Stephen a, Stephen a. Smith, who uh, went on as the uh, f- did the first pitch last night at the Yankee game and bounced it, right? I mean, which is amazing for Stephen A. because it's content all day. And Molly Karam <laughs> putting out there on social media, uh, of course, one of the co-hosts of First Take, that uh, was it a bounce pass, which is an amazing line. Great line. He said and admitted on First Take this week that he spent $20,000 on Taylor Swift tickets. on Taylor Swift that he took his daughter and 10 of her friends to a Taylor Swift concert or one of his daughters and and 10 of her friends to a Taylor Swift concert. concert. He would not spend $20,000 for Chiefs tickets. No way. No way would you do that. It's way more lit to use your term or his term. His term. Going his term. to a Taylor Swift concert. Okay. It's not going to be as lit um, in a baseball game. Sorry. Right. As a Taylor Swift concert. Or maybe it will be. Maybe tonight it will be an AOS battle. The Rangers and the Mariners. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. That race is lit. The AL West? It's lit. So AL West, Taylor Swift, or Travis Kelsey? Uh, Give me baseball all day. AL West. (laughs) Coming up, (laughs) CC said a team would be much better than people realize this year. Is he right? We will get to that next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Uh, feels like we're at the end of American Pie. Right? So great. <laughs> oh, man. This takes me back to high school. Probably Look who came pro- back. Pro- probably a little bit later you for you. You heard Dame to the Heat. Done. It's, it's done. Yeah, it happened. You didn't see? No, I didn't see. They didn't see. talk to you about that again? No, get up? they didn't tell me about that and get up. We were talking Jack, about other things. Jack, you didn't give me a straight face. Exactly. We said we're going to prank you. You're a bad guy. <laughs> see, this we is, were in this on is, it together. This is what happens when I leave the studio. It's Evan Almighty. He has yeah. his way. He does his no, thing. We were, so here's the thing. Do you believe, we were, we were debating on this, do you believe that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are dating? Because I say no, Small says yes. And we played the audio here based on Travis Kelsey to McAfee yesterday. It just feels like if you talk about it, it's not happening. That's my thoughts. Small it's like Fight Club? Yeah. I, I, I hope they're dating because he made the friendship bracelet for it. Like, I mean, he's going the extra mile as a celebrity. He's all in on That's being nice. a Swifty. And so if you're going to have that level of commitment and make it that public, especially being who you are and having the platform that you do, then I would hope that you would get the win when it came to your pursuit of your love interest. I, I just, I'm rooting for him. Oh. I want him to go to new heights with Taylor Swift. I see what he did there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I want it for him. So I'm hoping that it works out. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. There was a big debate back in the studio amongst Pat, Nuno, and Javante, Jerry, the crew back there, about whether or not you would ever date a celebrity, even if you weren't attracted to them, just for clout. Would, would you, you ever it? date a celebrity just for clout? Yeah. No. So in other words, you're you're look you're not attracted to them mentally or physically no, or emotionally. No, why? No, I agree why? with why? you. Why? No, I wouldn't do that. No, why? I would do it for the show. <laughs> yeah, you would do it. It's I'm in the best interest of the show. I'm team us. I love it. There we go, Smalls. I'm team us. No, no, no shortage of commitment from Smalls right <laughs> I'm there. I'm locked in. That. We're I locked in. That. Oh, that's so great. Exactly. That's so great. And now I'm just just make about sure you're the one that's writing the article on page six when you have the breakup. Okay, <laughs> just make sure <laughs> what that, you that you're do doing it. If I didn't tell you, and all of a sudden you see me courtside with somebody, but who? On, I don't know. But what if I didn't even tell you, and I just came in that morning, and then you see photos that have leaked I, I, online? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like me I, and John Mayer courtside. No, but that, game. I no, that's good. That's too good. That doesn't fit what the argument. But what is. if I didn't even tell you, and I just came in and was like, "Oh, had a great night last night." Now there is. Is there a reason, quickly, because we're going to get to, you know, anytime Canty can reemphasize how right he is about something, we're going to get there. Don't wow. worry. Wow. <laughs> wow. Commanders, when you leave. <laughs> Commander's 2-0, and oh, so we got to get there in a second. But she just said John Mayer. Now, let's connect the dots. We're going to pretend Smalls is now over at GetUp, so mm-hmm. it's just you and I talking, Cece. <laughs> yeah. She loves Andy Cohen, mm-hmm. St. Louis guy. Andy Cohen's best friend in the world is John Mayer. That's mm. right. Is there a chance that Smalls is actually dating John Mayer? There could be. There I'll could hang be. Up and listen. There could be. There, there absolutely could be. But I mean, for somebody so talented as John Mayer, it doesn't necessarily fit the bill of somebody that she wouldn't find attractive mentally or that's physically. The thing. So that's it the doesn't part. fit that argument. It doesn't fit that. So point. why did you drop John Mayer? Well, I was just thinking of a notorious bachelor that's famous enough for you guys to care. Mm. Well, we're we're now interested. <laughs> 
We are now interested. Okay, now, uh, also interested. I'm actually way more interested in Smalls and John Mayer than I am in the Bills and the Commanders. I, I got to be honest. I know because that is now a, that my is mind a is very going here. random name. To Body just throw out is there. Wonderland. I just okay. want to reemphasize yeah, my Mayer commitment sing to it, the Bills. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah, yeah. How right do you think you are about the Commanders? You said playoff team, mm-hmm. like right enough where you're ready to say, yeah, I got them against the Bills this weekend. Oh no, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. No, no. I think <laughs> so they're going to beat the teams they should beat. Yeah, they'll they'll beat the teams they should beat. But these are coin flip games, and ultimately these are the ones that determine how your season is going to go. You've got to find a way to win them, especially when you're at home, which the Commanders are. Now, the thing that gives me confidence is that Eric Bieniemy has empowered Sam Howell. In terms of taking ownership over the offense, and he has said as much. And Sam Howell's ability to be able to push the ball down the field creates this explosive element. They make you defend every blade of grass on the field. Sam Howell, on on passes that have 15 air yards or more, has the highest QBR in the NFL. So you've got to defend Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel down the field. And, oh, by the way, we're going to hit you in the mouth with Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson in the run game. Their offensive line is better than you would presume based on the names on the back of the jerseys. I think the the sum is greater than the individual parts. And then their defense can get after it. I mean, this is a team that's right up there with the Dallas Cowboys in terms of total sacks on the season. Chase Young got his first sack Last weekend for the first time in 700 days, you've got Montez Sweat, you've got Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. They're as good a front four as anybody in the NFL collectively. So I just think there's a lot to like with this Washington Commanders team. And the only question that I have about them is can they sustain their level of play? They've also been a team that gets out to slow starts. They got out to a slow start against the Arizona Cardinals. They were down to them at home in week one. They got out to a really slow start in Denver down 21-3. to they can't afford to get out to a slow start in week three against the Buffalo Bills because this is a team that also has championship aspirations. You know, my mind started to wander a little bit when you were talking about the commanders and what they've done specifically early on with Sam Howell to the Bills because I like Ken Dorsey. I think that Ken Dorsey had a window there where maybe he should have been considered more for the University of Miami head coaching job as a former UM quarterback. But my mind wandered to imagine if Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Imagine if he just took his system the way he does things and he did it with Andy Reid and said, Josh Allen, you're not exactly the same at all to Patrick Mahomes. You're not that dissimilar where I can't run this with you. Because ultimately, if Josh Allen does not improve, which I know he had a good game last week against the Raiders, but he was so bad in the opener against the Jets that our minds revert back to the worst versions of him, like in the playoffs against the Texans when he threw the ball backwards that year, that you do wonder where we're going with Josh Allen. If they don't meet expectations, which to me is a Super Bowl appearance this year, and he keeps turning the ball over, someone's going to have to pay for that. And it's either going to be the head coach, Sean McDermott, or the head coach and the offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. And Biennemi's an interesting name that I'm just thinking about because they're paired up this weekend with that team. Yeah, I mean, that, like Biennemi, I think, is going to assert himself as a really good offensive mind in this league. And at this point, if, if things keep trending the way they are for the commanders – it ain't about him being an OC. It's about him being a head coach. And they're going like, to have a problem that, at the that, end of that, the year. That's, that's the next step. That's the next evolution in his coaching career. That's the Because when, when he was in Kansas City, everybody wanted to give Andy Reid credit. And the irony of that is the former offensive coordinators for the Kansas City Chiefs, whether it be Matt Nagy or Doug Peterson, had no problems getting head coaching jobs in their coaching hiring cycles. But Eric Bieniemy is the one that we want to say, ah, I don't know how much he was responsible for Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid's offensive success. But he's taken what he's learned in Kansas City, 
to the Washington Commanders, and so far so good. Now I think this is their biggest test to date because the defense that they're going up against has routinely been in the top ten over the last four seasons. I'll give you another prediction based on what we just said. If the Commanders have a winning record, they don't need to make the playoffs. Let's say they're 9-8 and eight and Sam Howell looks like a legit starting quarterback in the NFL. At the end of this season, the Washington Commanders, led by the new owner, Josh Harris, are going to have an impossible decision because what they're going to see is a team that exceeded expectations. And then they're going to have to deal with whether or not their offensive coordinator is about to walk out the door. It would not surprise me at the end of this season if they're good, if they find a way to make Eric Bieniemy their head coach and keep Ron Rivera in the organization for some other mm-hmm. job within the organization, consultant to the owner, working in the front office, whatever it is, because I think by the end of the year they will deem if they're successful, Bieniemy to be more important than Rivera. Another team's going to want Bieniemy. Hello, Chargers, and they're going to have to say, do we let him walk out the door or do we promote him and do something that's unheard of? Keep two head coaches, but not both as head coaches. There's a prediction for you. Do you think Ron Rivera would be amenable yes. to that? Yes. You do? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm saying that with, with my chest. <laughs> you are? Because I know a little bit about the situation. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Because the other alternative Absolutely. is he's fired okay. altogether. Absolutely. It's almost like a weird comparison, but I think this happened in Detroit with Dwayne Casey, the head coach of the Pistons. Um, that they like bumped him up. If I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to. I may, I may have gotten that one wrong, I, but I think I'm right about that. But it's a very unique situation well, uh, because well, we're gonna give we're yeah. gonna give this guy rightfully so credit and Eric Bieniemy if they're good this and year. They're gonna yeah, and you're to also gonna him. give Ron Rivera credit for him being able to steady the ship while the franchise was going through what it was going through with the scandal with Dan Snyder. Like, let's not forget, Ron Rivera put on a good face and said all of the right things while the organization was in flux. There is some value to that. And so I think the team president, the general manager, they all look at the situation on its face and say, there's value to keeping Ron Rivera around, but just in a different role. But we've got to elevate Eric Bieniemy because we can't let the marriage between him and Sam Howell get broken up with an advancement opportunity for him elsewhere. No, if they're able to have success, they're going to have to keep it intact at all costs. I was just looking this up. The Commanders last started 3-0 and in 2005. It's yeah. been a minute, so they're going to yeah. have to contain it. Coming up next. Oh, God, a must-win for Bill Belichick. Stop it! We'll get to that on Sportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.